consciousness is something that you are. You are consciousness. To have life is to have consciousness. And to be is to have consciousness. And to be in a state of consciousness, which is a state of awareness, which is also a state of knowing. So when we speak about consciousness, we are talking about a state of knowing. Now, in self terms, when we also speak about consciousness, which is yourself, we are also talking about self-interaction. You are conscious of everything simply because you are conscious of yourself. The first thing you're conscious of is yourself. You are always conscious of yourself. That means that you are in a constant state of self-knowing. You know that you exist. And by virtue of knowing that you exist, now that is the state. That is the state of knowing. And that state of knowing in and of itself, it's, um, it's a platform of increasing in knowledge. It's a platform of expanding your consciousness. That means that it's a platform of increasing in knowing. It's a platform of increasing in knowing because what consciousness does is that consciousness knows. Consciousness will always know. Consciousness has to know because the very platform of life is knowing. The very platform of life is knowing. And one of the reasons why we exist, it is so that we can get to know the being of God, so that we can have relationship with God, so that we can be aware of God, so that our consciousness of God can increase. So when I'm speaking about an increase of consciousness in relation to knowing the being of God and knowing the passion of God, that has to do not only with, uh, with knowing God in terms of knowledge, no, but also being able to discern using your spiritual senses, being able to discern the presence of God, being able to be aware of God. And all of us, all of us tend to be aware of God, but we have different degrees of awareness when it comes to being aware of God, when it comes to the being of God, when it comes to the passion of God. And you find that the thing is, God is always present. God is present now. God is always present. God is the now. God is the now consciousness. He is present. He is now. So one of the things that we need to learn is that the presence of God is always there. And what we need to do is to develop an awareness, to actually uh, have an increase of awareness such that we're able to constantly be in a state of being able to discern and interact with the presence of God continually. That means being able to interact with the consciousness of God and being able to uh, feel or discern and sense the electromagnetic radiations that are coming from the being of God, that are being radiated uh, from the person of God, the divine energy of God, the very life force of God. Because when we also speak about consciousness, we are speaking about energy. And this energy has two dimensions. There is the male and female dimensions of energy. And the interaction of the male and female energies, that interaction is what causes or produces the, um, that causes and produces the electromagnetic radiations that spring forth from the withinness of yourself. When we speak about the withinness of yourself, we're talking about the realm where consciousness resides in you. And the realm where consciousness resides in you is in your hearts of hearts. That's the withinness of you, what is known as your unity. Unity, that means that your innermost parts, your depth, that is where consciousness resides. And consciousness manifests itself from itself through itself, from that unity, from that withinness. That is where consciousness manifests from. That is where you manifest from. And consciousness is also infinite multiplicity. That means that consciousness has multiple dimensions. You have multiple dimensions. And all of these multiple dimensions, they must be expressed. Because as a rule of consciousness, and consciousness is a principle, is a principle to itself, it's a rule to itself. That's why consciousness applies to consciousness. That means that is why you're able to be aware of yourself. Because consciousness 
must first apply to itself before it applies to anything else. That's why scripture says that when God breathed the breath of life into Adam, that Adam became a living being. That means that Adam became conscious of himself. And in becoming conscious of himself, he was. That is, he knew, he knew that he was. When he became conscious, he knew that he was. When I'm talking about him becoming conscious and him knowing that he was, that has to do with him being manifested from an actual potential state in God. So that means that all of us have been made manifest from an actual potential state of the being of God because creation is the manifestation of the actual potential state of God. And when we speak about the actual potential state of God, then it has to do with a cosmic principle. And that cosmic principle is also a principle of consciousness that is also consciousness itself because every principle of consciousness is consciousness. So when we speak about the cosmic principle of actuality and potentiality or actual potentiality, that means that every potential that resides in consciousness is, it is. So it has to be made manifest. It resides in consciousness. So it's all about being made manifest. That's why scripture uh, reads and says that in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And in the book of Revelation, he's speaking and he says, I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. So that beginning is God himself. So in God, God created. In God, God created. Now, because we're talking about the actuality of potential or the actual potential state, that means that in God, creation resided in God, consciousness resided in God, because the consciousness that we are, the spirit soul that you are, is, is actually a portion of the consciousness of God, the supreme consciousness. So your spirit, the spirit that you are, the humanity that you are, because when you speak about spirit, you're speaking about consciousness. And when you also speak about spirit in reference to consciousness, we are speaking about humanity because you are humanity and I am humanity. So the humanity that we are, the spirit soul that we are, that is the consciousness that we are, is a portion and an expression of the consciousness of God. So God himself is the supreme consciousness and all of us are dimensions of the consciousness of God within his human dimension because God is what is humanity within the fullness of the expression of humanity and when we speak about humanity we're talking about a dimension of God we're talking about God himself a specific dimension in him from which and from where all of us have become and all of us existed in him so we are part and parcel of that beginning we are part and parcel of that beginning in higher divine terms of existence. We are part and parcel of that beginning. We are part and parcel of that voice that uttered and said, let there be lights. So humanity participated in creation within its actual potential state. He participated because when God was speaking, God was speaking from his totality. That means that every dimension of God was embedded in his voice. That the electromagnetic wave of God, which is his voice, that when he spoke, when he uttered, the realities that he was uttering, which were conceived in his alpha dimension, which resided in his alpha dimension, in his consciousness, they were, tra they were transformed into reality. They were brought into actuality from an actual potential state into manifestation using his voice, which, are, which is his electromagnetic wave, that is his frequency. And there are energy radiations within the electromagnetic wave of the speech or the voice of God. So when we come to that, we also realize that as humanity, as human beings, as Joseph, I exist in an actual potential state, that my actual state is my potential state, that the actual state of consciousness is the potential state of consciousness, and the potential state of consciousness is the actual state of consciousness. So when we speak about becoming and expanding, 
and we speak about increasing in consciousness and increasing in awareness. That has to do with coming to our within because the journey of life, it is the manifestation of consciousness and the coming of consciousness to its own consciousness. That means that life has to do with you becoming conscious of yourself and you increasing in the consciousness that is you. You getting to know you, you proceeding deep within your layers and getting to know yourself according to the three aspects or three dimensions of knowledge. And the first one has to do with the elemental. That's why the book of Hebrews, when the author is speaking, he's speaking about uh, going beyond. He's saying it's time to go beyond elemental principles. And he's speaking about the doctrine of immortality. And he says, we need to go past the doctrine of raising the dead. That has to do with the doctrine of immortality. That the doctrine of immortality is elemental. And we have to move past that. So when you come to elementary knowledge, you have a layer of yourself, a dimension of self-knowledge in you that has to do with self-knowledge. So that has to do with the elementary part of yourself. The elementary knowledge of who you are. And one of the elementary knowledges of who we are is, number one, you know that you are male or you are female. That is elemental. You know that you exist. That is elemental. So you know all these things. And the other aspects of the elemental, you know your parents, all these things, part of uh, where you've come from, all these things which have to do with uh, the which have to do with terms of physical embodiment, that is, in terms of soul embodiment. So you know all that. And after you have known all that, that is elementary. You need to move past that. Because now after the elementary knowledge of consciousness, you come to the mystical knowledge of consciousness. And after coming to the mystical knowledge of consciousness, you need to move to the esoteric part of it. Now, I'm talking about the esoteric. We are, we're talking about the deeps, the withinness of yourself, the realm of consciousness, the deep part where consciousness resides. That is the seat of life, the seat of life itself, the realm of consciousness, which is consciousness itself. And that will take an eternity for us to come to because you are an eternal being and life is about traveling with you. So that journey of traveling within is also paired with getting to know the being of God. Because as you travel in yourself, you will behold God. Because you are emerging consciousness, or rather you are emerging identity from the identity that is humanity, the spirit, the consciousness, the spirit that you receive from God. Because God breathed the breath of life into man, and man became a living being. So that spirit, that spirit that is humanity, that is in you, which has to do and is the being of God and has to do with God. That is your identity, your humanity. And from your humanity springs forth your emerging identity, which is now your soul. And that emerging identity is also a dimension of your consciousness. It is consciousness itself. That is why the NIV says the following, that man became a living soul. A living soul. Now that which is living, excuse me, now, that which, that which is living possesses consciousness and has consciousness. It is consciousness itself and manifests from within itself. Consciousness manifests from consciousness. So when we begin to speak about that, we realize that the progress of life and the progress of self-knowledge is coming to the understanding of your within. And when we speak about the understanding of your within, that is when you begin to gaze into yourself and you gaze into yourself deeply through introspection or self-meditation, you come to the platform of life that is God himself. Because the Bible says the following in the Gospel of John. John says the following, in him was light and that light was the life of man. That means that the life that you have, 
the life that I have, the consciousness that we possess, resides within that life of God, that light of God that is his life. And that is, it is from there that our consciousness is. It is from there that we became, it is in that place. Because that life, that light that was in him, has been in him from the beginning, and that light is himself. So from that we have become. So the moment you begin to gaze into yourself, you will begin to know God. You will behold God. That is why scripture says the following, and Jesus was speaking, and he says that the kingdom of God is within. That makes you a dimension of the kingdom of God. And when we're speaking about the kingdom of God, king and domain. That means the domain of the king, the place where the king resides. And the king in this context has to do with God, with the supreme consciousness. And God resides in himself. So you are a dimension of the kingdom of God. Your consciousness is a dimension of the kingdom of God, which means that your consciousness is a dimension, and I say this earlier, is a dimension and a manifestation, a manifestation of a dimension of God. That is what you are. So you are a God. I am a God. We are gods. And scripture says that, that ye are gods, that we should know that, that we are gods. So that is another principle, the principle of actuality and potentiality. That is a principle that remains. And as a rule of consciousness as well, consciousness must live out. Consciousness must live out all of these probabilities. Consciousness must live out all of its probabilities. Now, let me say this. You are, an ex you are one dimension of your consciousness. You are one dimension of your consciousness. The life that you're living now is a single dimension of your consciousness. Now, scripture says the following, that we sit in the heavenly places with Christ. Now, it says heavenly places. So when we speak about heaven, we are speaking about a corporate world that hosts different realms because heaven is multiversal. That means uh, it's, it's a realm that contains realms. And in every one of those single realms, you reside, you are there, you are there. So there are other portions of yourself that are there as well. There is a portion of you in the heavens. There is a portion of you in the heavens. So all of these versions of you from you that are you, they are dimensions of your consciousness, expressions, expansions of yourself, expansions of your consciousness that have come forth from you. And you are one of those expansions from yourself. And the life that you are living now is a dimension of the life that you are living within all of your other multiple selves, within all of your other multiple selves, because you are seated in the heavenly places. So that means there are places you exist, but you do not know. So when we speak about expanding your consciousness, that has to do with coming to the awareness, being aware and coming to a state of awareness where you are able to know the different or the multiple places where you exist. The multiple places where you exist. It's being able to do that. And also when we speak about the expansion of consciousness, that has to do with the following as well, that when you are falling asleep, as you fall asleep, because sleep is a manifestation of consciousness. So as you fall asleep, it is your consciousness manifesting. But that state of sleep in and of itself does not necessarily mean that you should not, that you should lose awareness or that you should exist in a state of semi-consciousness. Because for most of us, it is being in a state of semi-consciousness where you're conscious, but you're not conscious that you're conscious. And when that happens, one of the things you have to know is that when you sleep, there is a portion of you, an expansion of you that lives and goes to different places to interact with different people, to interact with entities 
that happens. It is a reality. And that's why you find that sometimes when you, when you fall asleep and you dream, not every dream is a dream. Not every dream is a dream. There's a time where you think you're dreaming, but you're not dreaming. It is you have, you are, you have come into a place of where you are, you are able to experience the multiple experiences or part of or a dimension of your multiple experiences. That is a, a dimension of you are able to experience two or more dimensions of your consciousness and of the expansion of consciousness and of the expansion of yourself. That means you're able to experience your multiple activities. You're able to know I'm asleep and you're able to see yourself sleeping, but you're able to see another version of yourself or a dimension of yourself from yourself doing something else that is totally different from what your other self is doing. And you're conscious of both and you're fully conscious of both and you are aware of that. Why? Because as a rule, within the principle of multiplicity, that is the principle of consciousness as well, one of the things that has to do with the existence of consciousness is that consciousness has the ability, you have the ability to expand yourself. You have the ability to expand and uh, project another you from you. And we do that every time we fall asleep. Unconsciously, we do that. So there are certain conscious manifestations of our consciousness that we are not conscious of. There are certain operations of our consciousness that we are not conscious of. And we are called to come to a place in Christ. When the Bible says you have the mind of Christ, that means that you have the consciousness of Christ. Now, the consciousness of Christ is an expanded consciousness. And that expanded consciousness is fully conscious of all of its conscious activities. But we are not fully conscious of all of our conscious activities. And we... In Christ, we are brought to a platform of ascension where we are able to come to an expanded consciousness and we are, we are able to be conscious of all of our conscious activities. We are able to come to that platform. We are able to ascend into that platform and operate from that specific platform and from that reality. Why? Because that's, an, that's part and parcel of the manifestation of science. That's part and parcel of the manifestation of science. It is more than healing the sick. It is more than raising the dead. Yes, we want to do that. I want to do that. We want to do that for the glory of God. And we will do that for the glory of God. But beyond that, there are certain manifestations of consciousness that we are called to operate in. Now, I've talked about being able to do that in a sleep state. But it is a, it is a manifestation that is able to take place while you are not asleep. You are able to project your consciousness somewhere else. It is a reality that is there. And um, on this platform, a couple of years ago, I've shared my experiences, even in the books that I've written, uh, especially the recent one about consciousness and uh, about expansion of consciousness, multiple selves and multiple lives and all that. I've shared my experiences where I've been in two places at the same time, and I've been in two places at the same time more than once. It's something that happens uh, a lot of times and I'm able to be conscious. Oh, I'm there. I'm able to know what I'm doing on the other side. I'm able to know what I'm doing on the other side and I'm able to know what I'm doing here. Like, I think it was probably this week on Monday. I, I was, I had, uh, I had an experience and I was asleep, but I was conscious that I was asleep. So in my sleep state, I was conscious of my sleep state and I saw myself in the heavens and I was facing a council, a tribunal. Um, and I believe it was a council of watchers and I was talking to them and there is a case I was presenting before them and I was arguing my case and I was telling them ah, this and this I've been told to me the Lord said this and this and I was presenting my case before them and as I presented my case before them my case was being reviewed and there is a decision that was made and I saw a manifestation of 
the decision that was made by the Council of Watches, I saw that manifestation coming. After a while, I think it was two days, I saw it coming into manifestation. At another time, I met with a, a, a group of friends of mine, not even a group, we were three of us, we met, and we were having a meeting in the spiritual realm. I was conscious where I was. I was conscious of what was happening. I could see myself, but I could also see myself sleeping. And I was conscious of my sleep state. And I was conscious of myself in the spiritual realm, having this specific meeting with my friends. And we were making a decision about my life. And as we made that decision about my life, a friend of mine, Brian, Pastor Brian, he left the council where we, the council that we are formed. And he went into another council, into a higher council, where our decision was getting reviewed. And as the decision was getting reviewed, the Council of Watchers agreed with that decision. And as that decision was agreed, Brian came. And as, a Brian, and as Brian came back, now I returned. This expansion of myself returned now. This portion of my consciousness that had been expanded from my consciousness, which is myself, returned into my body. And I woke up. And I was aware of what had happened. And I was also aware that I was asleep. These are experiences that are there. And the experiences we come into in Christ and the experiences that we've been called to come into so that we can manifest the reality of God, so that we can manifest the nature of God. And one of the other principles of consciousness, because when you speak about rudiments, you're talking about principles of consciousness. So when you speak about that, one of the other principles of consciousness is the principle of imprint. And when you speak about the principle of imprint, we are talking about image and likeness. When scripture say, when God says, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness, that is the principle of imprint. That we carry the imprint of God. We carry the imprint of God. We carry that imprint of God. We are in the image and likeness of God. And whatever consciousness produces carries its own imprint as well. And whatever is owned by consciousness, whatever you own as a person, carries your imprint as well. So for instance, I own this bomber jacket. This is, this is mine. I own it. I bought it. I own it. And I can wear it. And as I wear it, this bomber jacket comes into my vibration, receives my electromagnetic radiations, and it carries my imprint. And in the spirit, it is able to be recognized and it's able to be known. A couple of years ago, I had a friend. I still have that friend. And he'd come from ministries, a friend that sees in the spirit, would see in the spirit so clearly, so articulatedly, and would actually even say, see, I'm seeing A, B, C, D. And it was so accurate, so very accurate. So this one time we'd come from ministry, it was called, I gave them my jacket, and they went. Now, the interesting thing, the place where they were living, and that place had specific, uh, there were certain territorial spirits that were in that place. And she was engaging in battle with this spirit. She would see this spirit. She would see what the spirits were doing and so forth. And she had put on my jacket. And I'm saying this for the glory of God. She had put on my jacket. And as she approached the house, she could see her eyes. She saw in the spirit. And she saw a spirit standing before her. And as she progressed, the spirit moved away. And the spirit moved away. And later on, she texted me and said, hey, I've experienced this and this, this and this. And I saw this. And the reason why the spirit has told me is because of the energy that now, the imprint that you carry, the imprint that I carried on your jacket, that the electromagnetic radiations that were coming from that. I used to have a friend of mine who was sharing uh, uh, experiences with God, uh, what you've encountered with God and so forth. His name is Reverend Saeed, he's a prophet. And he was talking about how one time he took his coat and, and he gave it to someone and someone put on that coat. Poof, 
slayed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Another one too, thinking it's, you know, Job Job, again, slayed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because of the electromagnetic radiations, because of the cosmic principle of imprint. Now, the cosmic principle of imprint also applies to your home and to your house. That the radiations of your consciousness, the electromagnetic waves, the electromagnetic radiations, that they automatically modulate the frequency of your house so that the frequency of your house comes into a state of resonance with you. So resonance is a manifestation of consciousness. Resonance is a manifestation of consciousness where the vibration of the house and you comes into harmony. And as a principle, every authority of a realm determines the vibration of that realm. Because when you rule over a realm, that realm will be modulated to your frequency. So when the Bible says that God also subjected creation to, to, uh, to futility and that creation is awaiting the manifestation of sons. Now, listen to what the Bible says. That creation awaits for the manifestation of sons. And it says eagerly awaits. Now, let me throw a thought at you. Probably we'll talk about this later. How is it that creation is able to wait? Can that which lacks consciousness wait? Can something that doesn't have consciousness wait? And how is it that it's waiting for the manifestation of science? Doesn't that mean that creation has consciousness and that it knows what it is waiting for? Think about it. The Bible says that in the book of Romans, chapter 8. Something to think about. That's something probably we'll talk about this later as we continue with this, if, if God permits. So when you talk about that, that means that it has a lot to do with the electromagnetic radiations from, when we speak about the electromagnetic radiations, the electromagnetic energy, all that has to do with consciousness and what consciousness is radiating because consciousness in and of itself is an electromagnetic reality. And that's something that uh, we look at another, at another time, God willing. So as you radiate these things and as you, uh, as you radiate these energies and as your electromagnetic waves are released and so forth, now they go into the earth. They go into the earth. Notice, into the earth. And whatever goes into the earth, the energy that goes into the earth manifests on the earth. It manifests on the earth as well. And that has to do with the linear cyclic principle. When the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 7, it says that uh, when we speak about the river, that the river has a beginning. And from where it began to flow, it returns to that place again. Now, that's the linear cyclic principle. It's progressive, but again, it is cyclic. It begins from point A, goes around and comes back to point A. So there's no point B, it's point A. From point A to point A. Now, that's the linear cyclic principle. And that's also a principle of consciousness itself. That within you, with the withinness of yourself, your inner heart, where consciousness resides, the seat of life, the heart of consciousness, which is consciousness itself, the realm of consciousness, you are withinness, you are in it because consciousness exists in itself as a principle because the realm of consciousness is consciousness. Now, when you go into your within, the energy that you are has motion. The energy that you are has motion. And that motion, that motion is just like this. It's linear cyclic. It's just like this. It's linear cyclic. It moves. That motion, the motion of consciousness is within consciousness. It is within consciousness and it moves as such within consciousness itself. And as it moves within consciousness itself, now consciousness is the cause and reason for form, what we call body. 
What we call body is a manifestation of consciousness. What we call form is a manifestation of consciousness. So consciousness itself as a principle has, as a principle of consciousness, consciousness has form. And the form of consciousness is produced from the motion of consciousness. Now, when we speak about the form of consciousness, as uh, scripture writes, and this is what Paul utters and speaks about, I believe in the book of this. First Thessalonians, where he says that there is a celestial body and there is a terrestrial one. When we speak about celestial, we are talking about the spirit soul body. Now, the spirit soul body is an electromagnetic, it's an, an electromagnetic energy field, an, an electromagnetic field, and that electromagnetic field is as a result of the motion of energy within you. That is, is as a result of the self interaction of consciousness, because consciousness interacts with itself. You interact with yourself. It is because of the interaction of consciousness with, its co with itself through the two dimensions, the male and female, and female dimension, that you are able to be aware of yourself. You are aware of yourself because you are interaction. You are in a constant state of interaction with yourself, and you will always be in a constant state of interaction with yourself. So, the form of consciousness, which is a principle of consciousness, and a principle from consciousness, as a rule, whatever exists from consciousness must have form because consciousness exists in form and consciousness has form and the form of consciousness is subject to consciousness itself so when we speak about the electromagnetic field that is the form of consciousness the electromagnetic field that is your spirit soul body has that and that is within your body and it is from the electromagnetic field that there is a connection between now your inner self your spirit soul and this body and consciousness is transferred to this physical body through the neurological system. So when we speak about neurology and the neurological system and the movements of neurology, when people talk about those, uh, like the electric currents and so forth, those are the manifestations of consciousness, the transference of consciousness through the neurological system, which also is, as we know, is controlled by the brain. So the brain has no consciousness. Consciousness does not reside in the brain. Consciousness is projected to the body through the brain via the electromagnetic radiations and the electromagnetic waves from the electromagnetic force field that resides within and that is the form of consciousness. So consciousness has form. As a principle, consciousness has form. And consciousness is its own form. And every form is as a result of consciousness and comes from consciousness itself. So these are some of the things that I talk about in the book, and these are part and parcel of the rudiments of consciousness, that consciousness is self-interaction. And when the Bible speaks and says, when God is speaking in the book of Hosea, and he says that my people perish because of lack of knowledge, he says because of lack of knowledge. Now, excuse me, that incorporates the three aspects of knowledge that we talked about. The elementary, we move past that, we come to the mystical, we move past that, we come to the esoteric. Now, we perish because of lack of knowledge within three, these three dimensions of knowledge. These three dimensions are not only three dimensions of knowledge in relation to everything, but there are three dimensions of self-knowledge. You must know yourself in elementary terms. Now, most of us are caught up in the elementary. We're just in the elementary. And when you're caught up in the elementary, now you are eating all the Bible, you are drinking milk, the Bible calls that milk. We have to come, we have to move past the elementary and come to the mystical. We must know ourselves as mystical beings and mystical creatures because that's what we are. We are mystical beings and we are mystical creatures. We are created in the image and likeness of God. God is a mystical being. 
So we are created as well as mystical beings. When you hear people talking about mysticism, when you hear people talking about uh, the mystical in terms of the Christian faith, yes, scholars are mystic as well. There are many people that were mystics in the ages past. Enoch was a mystic. There are many people, including Christ himself. So when we speak about that, every person has been created to operate within that reality. Every person has been created to operate within that reality. But because we are caught up in the elementary, we don't come to the mystical. And when you come to the mystical, the mystical is not the end in itself. You must come to the esoteric, the esoteric knowledge. When you get into the esoteric knowledge, you begin to come to an understanding of yourself. You begin to get into the within of the within of yourself. You begin to unfold. You begin to know how you are unfolding. And you become conscious of your consciousness. Because you are not fully conscious of your consciousness. And we are created to be fully conscious of our consciousness within dimensional terms. When I talk about within dimensional terms, it is because of something that Paul utters in the book of 1 Corinthians where he says the following. He says, then I will know as I am known. Now that means something interesting. Now this is a cosmic principle and another principle of consciousness. That consciousness, the consciousness that we are, and even the consciousness that is angels and all other types and different kinds of entities that have been created, they exist within a state of known and unknown. We exist within a cosmic principle of known and unknown. You know yourself, but you do not know yourself. That is why you must learn yourself. That is why you must interact with yourself. And the self-interaction, the self-awareness, the interaction of consciousness with consciousness, your consciousness with, with itself, which is you interacting with you, it's a platform. So that you can get to know that which you do not know about yourself. And this is the human predicament. That we exist in such a state. We know ourselves but we do not know ourselves. And we will always be in that predicament. Where we are growing in the knowledge of ourselves. And as we get to know ourselves. We move past the known to the unknown. And again, when we come to the platform of the known. We must move past the known to the unknown within the known. That means something that even what you know. You do not know what you know. It's true. We know things. I know myself, but I do not know myself. I know creation, but I do not know creation. Because creation itself has these three dimensions of knowledge. The elementary, the mystical, and the esoterical. We must come deep and know creation within these three dimensions of knowledge. You know you, but you don't know you. That's why he says you will know as... That's why Paul is uttering and Paul is making that statement. That then I will know as I am known. But it is not in absolute terms that Paul makes that statement. He's making that statement in dimensional terms. That then, then, when he ascends, when he's coming to, when we've, all of us have come into this platform of uh, ascension of a higher consciousness, when we've come into that platform of a higher consciousness, we will know as we are known. But as we know as we are known, it is so that we can know as we are known. So you know as you are known, so that you can know as you are known. Now, when we talk about knowing as you are known, that means you come to a platform of self-knowledge and self-awareness in divine terms. Notice what I said, in divine terms. Why? Because there's that which man says he is. There's that which you say you are, but there's that which God says you are. You see, even within that, there is a name that you have. Probably you've heard about people talking about spiritual names. Yes, there is a spiritual name. When the Bible says that then uh, those who conquer, God will give them a new name. You see, it's not that you'll be given a name that you don't have. It is that you will be made aware of that name, of your spiritual name. Now, your spiritual name is the totality 
of your consciousness is the totality of the intelligence that you are within divine terms because as a being you are an expression of the intelligence of god and you are a dimension of the intelligence of god so when you speak about myself as joseph i am a dimension of the intelligence of god i am a dimension of that intelligence of god that is infinite that has infinite multiplicity and you are also the same so when we begin to come to that knowledge of ourselves we come into the within of the within and as we travel within there is that name that we embody that you carry and that name your spiritual name is one of the names of god is one of the names of god because god has infinite names and every dimension of God has a name and you are part and parcel of a dimension of God a dimension from God that is still in God and that is the totality of the intelligence that you are so there is a totality of the intelligence that I am and that's why you look at scripture and you find that uh, when Pharaoh gives Joseph a name after everything he calls him Zaphnathpanah which means that revealer of hidden things that is that was his spiritual name how did he know it was he spoke you see so the voice of god is not limited to believers let me say that the voice of god is not limited to believers there are many times i've heard god and i've heard him not through believers there are many times god can even use someone who's crazy to utter something to you god can use a child to utter something to you to give you direction and to give you counsel i've often interacted with my nieces they are young but some of the things they say sometimes they ask me questions and i will know ah this is not shelvin this is the law This is the Lord speaking to me. This is the Lord giving me guidance. This is the Lord calling me to a higher place. This is the Lord telling me come, let us reason together as it is written in scripture. So the name the spiritual name of Joseph, Zaphnath the Nile, revealer of hidden things. And when you come to scripture, the Bible says something very interesting. When you look at uh Deuteronomy 27:27 when uh Moses is speaking, Moses said the following that the secret things of God remain the secret things of God. but that which has been revealed to us belongs to us and to our sons and daughters forever now who is it that reveals the hidden things is it not god so who is zaphnath now who is the revealer of hidden things is it not god it is isn't it zaphnath panaya that is a name that was the spiritual name of joseph is an intelligence of eternity it's an intelligence of god himself and pharaoh had that through the spirit of god it was he uttered it and as he uttered it it was the spirit speaking to joseph and revealing joseph to joseph it is god that can reveal you to you because god carries your intelligence and life is about gathering that intelligence that our spiritual name carries that our spiritual name embodies that is the totality of your consciousness of the intelligence that you are because consciousness is intelligence as well so you have a name and that spiritual name is the totality of the intelligence of your consciousness and remember what i said that name is a dimension is a name within the infinite multiple names of god we know god yes we know the names of god we sing that ebenezer yahweh we call him nisi jehovah rafa jehovah makadesh you know all those names that are in scripture but the bible tells us something when you go to the book of revelation that there is a name written There is a name that Christ has that no one knows. There are names that belong to God that we don't know. And those names that belong to God that are God, those names, they are also dimensions of his consciousness. So we know God, but we don't know God. 
So if we become, and this is one of the traps of knowledge, that when you begin to know, you can tend to think that you know so much. And sometimes we can think that we know so much, but we don't. Because everything you know, you don't know. There's what you don't know about what you know. So therefore, let us be humble. Because humility is an intelligence. Humility is a spirit. And that spirit is the spirit of God. Humility is a spirit. And that spirit is the spirit of God. And humility is an imperative of ascension. Humility is an imperative of having an expanded consciousness. Humility is an imperative of coming to uh, the operation of uh, a conscious, uh, of an increased consciousness in terms of how we experience reality. You can increase your consciousness in matters of knowledge, but that doesn't mean that you have increased your consciousness in experiencing reality. Those are different. Those two are very different. You can know over spiritual reality, but not be operating in that spiritual reality. So God has called us not only to increase in knowledge, to increase in, in, in awareness and in consciousness in terms of knowledge, but to increase also in how we experience reality. That we experience it and we live it as Christ lives it. Because the Bible says we are the body of Christ. And that body that we are is, a, is, the, conscious, is, the, is the electromagnetic, it is the electromagnetic field of Christ. Because Christ, the body that we are, is not the body that died. No, it's the body that resurrected. It's that body that resurrected, that, and that body is immortal. So when you speak about immortality, you're speaking about consciousness. Consciousness is immortal. You cannot destroy consciousness. You cannot. And consciousness has infinite upon infinite manifestations. You will always be manifesting as you have manifested. You have not yet even manifested to, I think... We've not really even manifested as much as we ought to manifest. Because our manifestation is infinite. Our actual potential state is infinite. Let me, let me stop there for today. I hope you've been blessed. And uh, if you have questions, comments, or anything, just feel free. And if the teaching has blessed you, please feel free to share it. And uh, next week, we'll meet at the same place. We'll meet at probably a different time. I will share a different day. And we'll get to talk more. Probably maybe next week we'll talk about uh, the actual potential state of consciousness. And we'll also talk about multiplicity because I've referred to it. And these are things that I talk about uh, and I've written about in uh, my books. Uh, you can check them out on Amazon. Uh, there are my books there. You can check them out. You can read them. You can get to see samples of the book. And you can get to read a bit. Though the one, the book of consciousness has not yet come out. It will come out maybe tomorrow or sometime next week. And uh, if you look at my status and some of the things I posted on my account, I've talked about there is electromagnetism, consciousness and creation, and there's the book of consciousness. But I think those two might become one. But as the Lord leads, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for everyone that has tuned in. I pray that indeed they will um, increase in how they experience reality that they will know you. They will know you, the revealer of hidden things. And that our Father in Jesus' name, that they will know you beyond religious terms to divine terms. And Lord, I begin to pray for strength and the hunger to seek and pursue you in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, draw them near. Draw them near, Holy Spirit. Draw them near in Jesus' name. And help us to know ourselves. Because we know ourselves, but we do not know ourselves. 
And as we exist within this principle of consciousness, that is consciousness itself, known and unknown, may we know that which we do not know. May we seek deeper. May we come to the withinness of ourselves. May we come to our unity, that realm of consciousness. May we advance from the elemental further to the mystical, to the esoterical, for the glory of your name, so that we can utter and so that we can manifest. In Jesus' name. Amen. May you have a good night and may the Lord visit you this night. In Jesus' name. Barakiyo Sam.